on, everybody? This is the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, the podcast for cover band musicians and band leaders to learn how to rock more and suck less. Here in Atlanta, Georgia, I'm Adam Johnson. Here in Greensboro, North Carolina, I'm Dan Ray. And can, I, can I say it? Do it. Do it. I always say here in Cedar Rapids, but then I never followed up with Iowa. So here in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, yeah. Mike Schultz. Guys, let's be real for a minute, okay? It's been a week. Yeah. And uh, none of us really had anything going on uh, gig-wise. And, uh, you know, other than just like family stuff, there wasn't much to talk about. So I figured, why not do another distraction cast? So here we are. It's, I mean, listen, here's the thing. It's, we're, we're two days after the election here in the U.S. and nobody knows anything. And it's either distraction cast or refresh Twitter every 30 seconds. So I'm for distraction so cast. Not. Let's just not. <laughs> I like this better. Yeah, it's yeah. much better. So uh, Sober October is over. Woot. So I've uh, got me a G13 IPA from Sweetwater. What's everybody else drinking? I have here a uh, La Enferma Toro Tempanillo uh, red wine. It's quite nice. What about you? I've got a to-go margarita from Villa's Patio Mexican Restaurante. Sweet. Yes. Sweet. We, um, we did margarita. The, the first thing I, I, I had after, you know, the, the moratorium was uh, margaritas at our favorite spot. So. Nothing, nothing better than margaritas. Honestly, well, if a you, good margarita can can like make the world go round, a bad margarita is just you know. Yeah. So I have a theory. Maybe you'll maybe you'll agree with me based on yeah. your on what you just said. But um, when you're looking at all the spirits, all the liquors in the world, mm-hmm. I think the broadest spectrum from the worst being so terribly bad and the best being so good is tequila. Yeah, I think so. I, I would say vodka, maybe. Do you think though? Because I think vodka is all the same in in my brain. No, I I feel like it again. It depends on what it's made of. So I think potato okay. vodka okay. is fantastic. And and honestly, like my go to vodka is is pop off, which is like the cheap like bo- it's literally okay. like bottom shelf stuff. I mean, I like Tito's. The, same idea. Tito's, but but like but Tito's is is grain. It's corn in it. It's I don't even know. Probably. I don't even know. Probably the. the the flavor profile and like the smoothness is like night and day. So <laughs> if you get potato vodka, it is better objectively. We have a brewery here in town that makes um, a vodka that, cause I was always like you, Mike vodka's vodka, whatever. It's just the distiller yeah. dumps it out and it's whatever it is. Um, this stuff is like creamy and oh, it's, there's okay. like something to it. And I've also never been a gin guy really, but their gin is very, it's not like eating a Christmas tree. It's like, it's very floral and interesting. Yeah. You know, it's, it's good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. yeah, but even just like, I, I get it. There is a there is a dynamic there, and you're explaining it, but think about the worst tequila you've oh, ever yeah, no, had. I mean, oh, I can't even, I can't even think about it right yeah, now. Yeah. Like on, and on the flip side, like, like whiskeys and bourbons, they're all like, I feel like oh. that's a pretty small, like, the gut rod versus the high-end stuff is negligible. It's all delicious. Whiskey's the best. Yeah, that's, I think it's, that. that's what I meant. Like, I, I, oh, it's all good. I like most whiskeys. Yeah. Yeah. It's the kind of thing that like when I realized I liked an IPA, I couldn't necessarily tell a lot of variation between them. And now I really can. Cause I've sort of dug in yeah. on IPAs. I imagine the same is true palette. of whiskey and bourbon and yeah. Palette right now. My palate is kind of like my ear. Like I can't tell one cable from another, but people claim to be <laughs> able to. So whatever. Yeah. Well. I, I found out. I like New England style cashmere IPAs. That's my favorite kind. Hmm. I didn't know that until I found one. What is a cashmere? It's just a different, like, there's something about the flavor profile and like the, I, I want to say texture. It's kind of a weird thing to say, but like, it's just, 
is different and I like it. Is it is, if it's New England, it's probably unfiltered. Yeah. Pretty cloudy, probably. How's he? How's it not hazy? So I, I just assume that all New England IPAs are hazy. Right. That's just right. how my brain assumes it, but I guess not, right? There might be some beer nerds that like come in, swoop in in the comments and let us know. We'll, we'll, we'll get corrected <laughs> by beer nerds, I'm sure. Well, and Mike, you, you now know what that's like, you know, now that the, your, uh, your new podcast, the confused breakfast is out and about in the world. It's, it's actually really fun to have a broad, let's put it this way. Like, like you, what you guys are doing here with, uh, with cover bands, um, is that like, you could reach people from all over the place that maybe don't even know who you are that are like, but I do this. So, so that's, I I've done a few, po- I, I do the local cover band music podcast in Iowa, but that is so small, such a small f- footprint. And then I do the pork tornadoes where you have to know who we are right. to, to go. But this is like, Oh, I really like the movie lethal weapon. So I'm going to listen to this podcast. And that's how I found you guys. And I just said, oh, I'm in a cover band. I want to listen to these guys. So it's been pretty fun. Speaking of uh, podcasts and reviews and such, uh, we're going to do this on at the top of the hour because we forgot to do it last time. But um, if you want to be featured on our uh, on the podcast, leave us a review. Um, I've got a series of reviews that we've got here. Uh, this one is five stars by someone named Bandy Dumbledore Batman, whoever that is. <laughs> I approve. Yeah, it sounds says, like cool guy. Yeah, the title says, if you're in a band, this is a must listen. I play in cover bands, and this is my number one weekly podcast. I've learned a lot listening to these dudes, and it's nice to hear the perspective from fellow cover bandies, whatever that is. Us. Cool. It's us. But five stars. Five stars. Feel pretty good about that. It's very now, good. Guess what, guys? They're not all five stars. And when we, when we get to them, Almost you'll all. hear those too. Yeah. 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 But I think but, the point is, like, if you, if you drop your, your band name in there, mm-hmm. we're reading it, so we'll have to read that. No doubt. Just saying. Yeah. It's yeah. We'll plug you. We'll plug you. We'll plug you. Don't be shy. To the credit. I'm not just a guest. I am a listener or however you want to put, you know, it's like, I'm, I'm also a member. Fifth time caller, lifelong time listener. But, but, but here's the thing I got, I had was bored. I didn't have any podcasts in my queue the other day and I was driving and I said, I wonder if there's any other cover band ones. Cause once a week is not enough. And like, I couldn't find anything. There was nothing worth listening to it, it. that I could find other than this. So this is, this is not only the best, it's the only. The, the premiere, if you will. <laughs> premiere. When we're yeah. using words that don't mean anything. <laughs> Most beloved. The nation's hottest oh, cover band oh, podcast. Yeah. That's right. America's favorite. <laughs> Spit so, out my margarita there. Yeah. Don't do that. That's, mm-hmm. that's a cardinal sin. So it. has anybody played anything since we last spoke? No. Bunch, wow. ga- bunch no. of games on the Oculus. Apart from that, no. There you go. Wow. Sorry, I dropped something there. Uh, since we last spoke, I played a uh, private party uh, in Des Moines, one of the hot spots of one of the hot spot of states of COVID. Um, and it was a company party, and there was 400, 500 people, no masks, um, and the company spent a grip of money on the rental of the place, the free food, the free booze. They they paid for our premium package. And it was just the weirdest thing in the world, but you don't turn that down. I mean, like we're, we, we said, well, we'll do it. And we kept masks on the whole time and had a green room and it's just a weird world out there, guys. Yeah, man. Yeah. All right. So let me, let's open up another can of worms. You said that they, they took your premium package. Can you explain what your premium package is? Yeah. So 
Yeah. So, so let's say, let's say you approach us and you say, we want you to play our private party or our wedding. We go, okay, cool. Here's our, here's our price for us to show up. Uh, we always get our price. And then from there, there's add-ons. Uh, you, you have to hire production, but you have to use one of our preferred vendors, which is only two. You can't just hire a guy that's like, oh, my buddy's got speakers. It'll be good. So, yeah. so then from there, the, the, the production is just, well, do we just need a couple, couple speakers and a couple non-moving lights and a small stage? Do we need a large stage? Our premium package is LED wall uh, and like 15 movers and wow. a full line array sound system with a three-foot-tall stage. Uh, and smoke machines and everything. And and no one ever does that for a corporate party <laughs> or a wedding. And these guys said, oh, well, that sounds real nice. I think we should probably do that, right? And there it was. There Sweet. it was. Cool. Very cool. And the way uh, we sell that is we just show them, we go, we show them videos of our bigger shows, you know, at theaters and stuff and go, do you want it to look like this? Here you go. This is yep. what it costs. Yep. Very cool. And do you, do you, do you mark that up or just pass through your cost or? Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, it's 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 everybody's normal cost but we know there's going to be some more work involved and if somebody's paying for it we know they got some money yeah so it's that what is that rule of thumb you just sort of one and a half times to two times your your kind of normal rate just just bump it up and especially nowadays if if either you don't play it and everything's fine or or they pay it and you make a lot of money for for your time kind of a thing that that's the way we looked at it it's good uh, Greg Chance uh, tuned in on the live stream. Was uh, he's, he mentioned GigGab as the other uh, podcast option out there? So give a shout out to uh, Dave and Paul uh, over at GigGab. Um, definitely, I should check in on that one. I listened uh, to your crossover episode; it was great, uh, but I have not d- gotten into their podcast at all. No, they're they're solid dudes, yeah. and I mean they're definitely the reason why we we do this one for sure. Absolutely. Um, but I think we just kind of came at things a little bit differently. And um, felt like we had something unique to say in the in the space. So, yeah, I agree. But yeah, the crossover man, that was a blast. I really was good. One of of my favorite episodes. Me too. Me too. Do you think? Did you see a a boost in uh, page people and listenership after that at all? Yeah. 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 Like a three thousand like number like three thousand downloads after that episode. (laughs) It was like it was the single biggest spike we'd ever had. It was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of them suck around. Yeah. After the awesome. We we have a this podcast is unique because like we our our back catalog is almost as like popular as our current stuff. Totally. So every single week, every single episode gets downloaded at least once. Well, I can attest to that. Let's say it's a let's say it's a podcast about current events. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if I get into it today and it's been going on for three years there's no reason for me to go back. In fact, even with like Joe Rogan, once I've made it a couple weeks or a couple months, it's hard for me to go back because yeah. yeah. they do talk about a lot of current stuff, but you guys, whatever you talked about three years ago is still important today. Right. And there might be some weird, like, you know, Oh, remember COVID? Remember when they were <laughs> talking about COVID? Hopefully that's how we think about it someday. You know they're saying but, how weird it was. Everything was closing. Oh, can you believe all these closings? <laughs> oh my God. What are they doing? This thing must be actually, Greg actually said is that he found us from GigGab. So there oh, you go. Perfect. That's why he's here in the first place. Thank so you, Greg. Very good. There you have it. So you're speaking about current Greg. events. Can yeah. we can we do like current event real quick? I promise it's like it's on it's on brand. Okay, it's got his But I got I, I got the I got the rap horn. Okay, I, I, I'm sure it'll be fine. All right. So uh, this is late breaking. Um, just popped in uh, my news feed. A friend actually sent it to me. Uh, thanks to Jeff for bringing it to my attention. Um. A pallet 
of Gibson Custom Shop Adam Jones signature Les Pauls just fell off of a truck on its way to Sweetwater. Yeah, you should hear air quotes around fell off a truck. It didn't fall yeah. off the truck. Yeah, it was in a it was in a truck full of guitars, but they only stole that pallet. Yeah. Does anybody have a rough idea of the retail value of that single pallet of 13 guitars? Large. $95,000. Yeah. Pretty yeah. decent. Yeah. Surely the most That's expensive detail. pallet on the truck. Surely. And, uh, yeah, it makes you wonder how they knew that pallet was the, the one. Fascinating stuff. Yeah. Apparently do you, do need you to think, turn up just a scotch. Do you think the rest of the instrument makers that were on that, uh, like it's kind of a slap in the face, kind of like <laughs> there was a band, there was a band from our area, very prevalent band that had their, uh, space uh their their big old truck stolen like you know somebody got into it and stole stuff but they they took everything but the drums and i'm like oh that's kind <laughs> oh, of no. like, Harsh. like you got to be happy that they didn't take your drums but at the same time you're like well what like are my drums not cool <laughs> enough for you to steal <laughs> yeah i mean the the fact that there's there's only 79 of those in the world and now 13 of them are just poof yeah that's uh that's wild. It'll be interesting to see how Not they turn great. up. So um, Sweetwater posted news about that. I saw it too and, and posted the serial numbers of all those guitars. And it'll be really interesting to see whether that makes any difference. I mean, they're going to hit a, a market somewhere. So yeah. if anybody's really watching, they could get found. I don't know. Or, yeah. I mean, somebody, like it seems like one of those things where they made the plan and they thought it through, but they didn't really, I don't know if they thought about how rare right <laughs> that model is right it's not like you know a bunch of les paul standards that like there are thousands of them going out you know every single every single month like it's these are the rarest of the rare so they can't hit the market in any way right they would have to be yeah i mean collectors maybe uh, but then how do you contact them it's just it's a yeah. weird thing it's a weird thing I know that, I mean, there is definitely a black market guitar collector network. Like yeah. That definitely is a thing that exists because you, you know, you hear about these, um, these guitars that get stolen from famous musicians or off stages and stuff on tours and stuff. And they never turn back up again. Yeah. And maybe they turn up like 20, 30 years later because somebody died and, you know, their wife, you know, was trying to offload some stuff that she had no idea about. But like that stuff, that, that <laughs> turns up in a yard a sale or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's wild, man. Yeah. It's crazy. So, you know, if you're in the market, you know, and you know some shady dudes, maybe, you know, hit them up. Get yourself one of those. Or don't. I don't know. I or mean, don't. a Silver Burst Les Paul Custom is pretty sweet. I don't think I would pay the kind of money that those guys are No, no, charging. no. No, it's the brand that makes it valuable. And, I'm, you know, okay, that's a thing, but. Oh. Yeah, definitely not on my radar. Not on my radar. Yeah. Cool, but yeah, not on my radar. True. You know before we uh, before we fly off in the distraction cast, yep. I don't know if this is worth talking about. I enjoyed the I think it was the last episode uh, where there, you were talking about that those unusual ways where money comes in. Yeah, uh, where where like without playing a gig, we, we made some money. Yeah. I actually had something like that happen. We did a we did a full band live stream back in June where we we spent a ton of money full the full the premium package kind of yeah. a thing. Got some sponsors involved, took donations, made made some decent cash, but. The important thing is we fully recorded that audio and that video. Um, and now for the second time in a month, a um, con new, you know, like event planners are all doing virtual conferences now. Yeah. They, two different people reached out to me and said, um, would you be able to do, 
to do a virtual performance for us. And I said, ah, it's next week. There's no way we can do it. And they say, well, would you have any pre-recorded stuff that we can throw logos on and we can throw shout outs in the middle and, and edit it down to 45 minutes? I said, well, yes, I do. And so for about an hour's worth of work of adding logos and cutting down to what they want it to be, um, we've now sold that to two different uh, virtual conventions um, so that's some, that's something to think about where if you are going to spend some money on something like that, if it's high quality, you might be able to shop that thing around and, and continue to make money off of that product. That's very cool. So inside baseball, like what have you, have you recouped your costs at this point? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. We, we made, we made, we made profit that first night we did it. Okay. Uh, with donations from fans and from, and we got sponsorships. That is, that is a huge deal back when, when COVID was still like, when live streams were huge, but yeah. yeah, then think about it as intellectual rights kind of a thing. And you go, well, we already did this and we can give it to you and it's pretty cool. So I think we, I think we sold each of them for a thousand bucks. Nice. Like here's pay me for my time a little bit, pay the, the video audio guy for their time and then divide it among the band. So it was, I mean, it was pretty makes yeah. you wonder if that's, that's, if that's a thing, I mean, you know, how much back to normal is this going to going to ever come? People, I think people have seen that they can connect virtual conferences across the globe, and you know it's a lot cheaper to put on, and a lot you know essentially maybe not as good, but it's a thing. Yeah, makes you wonder if you have you have a product there that might last beyond this I think time. So. I think it's really and we cool. didn't we didn't think ahead to this, so I think if you were thinking ahead to mm. to making a blank slate that had these perfect little moments for logos to go in and be like, Hey, everyone at home at the conference, we miss you. And you just say the conference or whatever. Yeah. I mean, you could, you could do a bunch of different takes and add those in there. I, I think it's here to stay. They've spent a lot of money on the online conference world where there's now these things where you like make an avatar yes. and you walk through the conference yes. and yeah. stuff. It's crazy. They spent a lot of money on that. They're going to be doing this for a while. Yeah, yeah. My company did um, was was participating in a virtual conference, and there was like a there was a virtual like convention floor mm -hmm. where like vendors were hawking their wares, and it was like in a in an Oculus style layout kind of deal. Cool. Yeah. Cool. So, yeah, I mean, that's awesome. That's, awesome. that's really awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Good. All right. Um, Let's see. So other stuff that's happened. Uh, I finished Shit's Creek. Awesome. Went all the way through. Yeah. It was everything. <laughs> it is. And more. It is. Yes. Yes. And the David Rose costume went over like freaking I'm sure. Halloween. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. The biggest challenge is trying to make this look like his hair. Like I had like, it was like tied back. It was really weird. It worked. No, it worked. The glasses and the sweater shorts totally sold it. It was yeah. fine. You did. Yeah, and the 100%. pose. I mean, you know, you kind of had the like sort of Davidiness about your. Yeah. You have to like, so you hold the hand. There is a way that he. I think the yeah, rings were like the seller. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, I had fun. I'm on a rewatch. Did you guys my wife's do first Halloween? Watch. Did you guys dressed up? Um. Did I tell I you? You did Peter B. Parker. I Dan. did do what Peter did B. Parker. Do, and like, it was killer. Yeah. So I didn't. I didn't dress up, but uh, we did uh, in our neighborhood. I, I made a socially distant, a six foot slide candy mm -hmm. shoot that we that I used my uh, fog geysers and my Ableton, and I programmed them to go off during Halloween songs. Of course, because I'm awesome. not using it for anything else. Awesome. Sure. And and then as the night went on, we started putting bush lights down it for the adults. So Good. that's literally all I did. And it was a hit. <laughs> I can great. imagine. That's great. People that's great. loved it. Yeah. Very good. Very cool. Well, you know. Sound it's, the it's, horn, dude. It's important to uh, oh. 
it's important to uh, find the the joyous occasions when you when you can. All right, and here it is. Distraction cast begins. <laughs> so we had some icebreakers that we thought of beforehand, but are, are any of your icebreakers actually about ice? Because I got something. Well, why don't you start with your ice question? <laughs> so, no, I, it's actually just something I want to share with you. So, um, I've been uh, experimenting with mixed drinks here at home, kind of getting into like away from just beer and beer and wine as a as a mixology. Thing I, yeah, you know, and I've been getting a little high tech. I've been doing um, a Negroni is a is a perennial favorite, and yep, you uh, brought that up. Manhattan and an old fashioned and a Bellini and some other things. And so one of the things about that is the tools are just really, it's yes. similar to music gear, like really good mixology tools are really satisfying. And um, um, so I, I fell down a rabbit hole about um, silicone trays that make large rectangular ice cubes. Yep. Then I fell down a, an adjacent rabbit okay. hole, a side warren of that rabbit hole um, that are spherical ice mm-hmm. cube yep. trays. Yep. And then a further sub tunnel off of that about devices that, are ice cube trays that are insulated in such a way that the ice freezes very slowly and therefore ends up crystal clear. Okay. So I now have an apparatus that disgorges four perfectly clear spherical balls of ice every, I don't know, probably eight or 10 hours or something like that. Um, And it does do it really, you know, so like I say, very slowly you get to it too early and they're all crunchy and not right. But um, it's quite a thing to have a, glass of whiskey with like this perfect per, you know like bar rest high end bar quality sort of gorgeous piece of ice in it I, I don't know makes it taste better guaranteed I'm sure it oh, yeah. makes me feel better so that's <laughs> that's a thing you know anyway yeah it's, you know in in the halloween kind of realm I had I have one that does uh skulls sure cool ice, ice skulls yep and I th- yep. I was I heard that if you boil the water before you put it into them it Makes it clear. I, I've never had that kind of luck. No, I, and I, that wasn't right part of the instructions of this thing. It's just, it's the, it's, it's all inside an insulated sort of styrofoam thing that you have to have plenty of room in your freezer to make it, to make it go. Will Here, you send me that link? Cause I immediately will. Of course, of course I will. I'll put it in the <laughs> show notes. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, there are many out there. Um, the, here's the other joy of that is I now have a Ziploc of like a dozen or so of them in my, in my freezer. And, uh, my child, my seven year old daughter is fascinated with them and, Every now and then comes up to me and says, Daddy, can I have one of those spherical ice cubes? And I've had to say, wait, just think about what you just said. Spherical <laughs> ice I, I had one over my head. Cubes. <laughs> she hasn't gotten it yet. You know, she still thinks that a unit of ice is a cube. As we all <laughs> yeah, as like we a- all have. But this is a nice sphere. It's a different thing entirely. Yeah, but are you just like so here's here's a, a fun parenting thing that we're dealing with right now. Um, I'm now charging our 10 year old a quarter every time he starts a, um, a, uh, a sentence with actually. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> very good. So we're trying to, um, get, we're trying to reduce the smart assery in our house. That's good. Um, Is that yeah, how it goes? So, yeah, well, he just, actually. you know, he's got a He's got a younger brother and he likes the, you know, having the leverage above him to, you know, know stuff that he doesn't know. Uh, I can tell you as an older brother, that is important. Yes, I agree. So (laughs) that's awesome. Running, the running joke. We actually, we had this conversation at dinner tonight. Uh, I was like, don't worry. I'm putting it into, uh, into your college fund (laughs) quarter at a time. And, um, 
Amber's like, oh, we are? And I was like, well, don't worry. It's going to have the word beauty or clown in front of it. At this point. <laughs> or burger. <laughs> That's awesome. That's good. Yeah. So yeah, free parenting tip. That one's totally on the house. Charge your kids for being obnoxious. Yeah. Because they will right, for doing, free. Yeah. So we're doing, we're, we're going to flip into these questions. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, we got some we got some questions. So let me let me fire this up real quick and uh, make yeah, sure that we charge. got something to work with. Do, 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 do. Oh, um, anybody see the um, the they've got a um, what's it called? Uh, a standalone messenger app. I saw a like standalone your, like a web app. Like no 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 for for desktop. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, I downloaded it today and I like it a lot. Here cool. we go. Um, all right. First question in the distraction cast. Uh, most famous person you have met playing music. Playing music. Were, were, was I playing music or were they? Um, well, you, you had to meet them doing whatever because it is. You, that you were, were involved doing. in. The yes. Music. So I like, had a Go ahead. I I had uh, had not met a famous person where I probably should have. We we opened up for Kenny Wayne Shepherd once. Did I ever tell you that nice. story? Mm-mm. No, tell uh, me. Yeah, Kenny Wayne Shepherd. Yeah, this was a band I was in before Pork Tornadoes, but we played for like a a three hour set in like the ninety five degree blistering sun, sun right in our faces, and we got off stage just taking a quick breather, like before we start really tearing down our stuff. Roadies were like, "Hey, good show. That was pretty good." All of a sudden, the tour manager comes out of the bus, a little a Karen-esque type person. Mm-hmm. And she's like, ha ha, yeah, yeah, great show, everybody. Okay, Kenny Wayne will not be getting off his bus until all of this is out of here and all of you are gone. And then she walked back on the bus and the roadies just kind of looked at us like, yep, that's uh, that's Kenny Wayne. That's Kenny Wayne and Karen over there. That's mm. how it goes. So I did not meet Kenny Wayne. But I almost, Yeah, right? I mean, come on! How uh, you're gonna name you're gonna name a band after you? You don't even sing. Yeah, I think he sings now. He didn't. Trouble is, was a big record for me. Like it was definitely one of those like guitar records that I was like very like my band in high school covered like three songs off that record. Yeah, yeah. Blue on and Trouble black. is, we did Blue on Black. We did you know all of those. Did you play any Days of the New? Um, definitely did some uh, acoustic stuff. I yeah. I preferred Tantric. Tant- I was gonna I, I was gonna go with tantric, but I figured more people knew Days of the New. Well, I mean they, they had the they had that they only had one that one song. It felt like Tantric had a couple at least. Yeah, shelf in the room. If you start singing that, that's an earworm. No, it was it was <laughs> astounded. We're here, I just found my way. It's <laughs> pretty good. Hey, I, hey, I, I mean, I, I I knew that song. <laughs> Uh, what about you, Dan? I can't, th- I think I've, I mean, I've met some locally well-known people, but, um, not anybody. I think that, I think that anyone outside of town here would, would recognize. Um, all right, well, let's, let's pull, let's, let's pull out then. What, who's the most famous person you've ever met period, just regardless. Ugh, I've told you the story him. about when I didn't bother Elvis Costello, right? No. Oh, well, I don't think I could have not done that. <laughs> I was in the the um, airport in Charlotte, North Carolina, flying home from something, and uh, I was in line to buy some dinner. And the guy right in front of me had a 
uh, I noticed his carry-on bag was like a like a bowling bag kind of thing that was like a leopard print, and it had the word Elvis embossed across the top of it. And I was like, that's that's kind of something. And then he finished his transaction and turned around, and it was Elvis Costello. And he went and sat down, and I bought mine, and like every molecule of me wanted to go over and squee at him. I mean, every <laughs> part of me. And um, and I was headed that direction, and I'd rehearsed it a few times by the time I got done buying my my dinner. Um, you say Mr. Costello? Is that how you sir, were going? Sir. Sir. sir Declan. <laughs> sir Mr. Declan, sir. No. Um, uh, and um, a couple paces toward him, I just thought, you know, let's we're all grown-ups here. Let's just let the man eat his Quiznos in peace. And uh, – <laughs> And so I just, I just, I just walked on. Um, but every time I'm in the Charlotte airport food court with anyone, I point out right over there is where I did not bother Elvis Costello. (laughs) What'd you Mike? I thought of one, uh, in the interest of not being top, not talking about the topical thing right now. Um, this was in November. Okay. For those of you uh, Uh, listening to audio. That is uh, Mr. Vice President Joe Biden. Yeah. We played uh, we played a Biden rally in November uh, in Iowa, and hmm. and it was really weird. We didn't talk about it with anyone because we're not political and we don't talk about that stuff. But we are always for hire. Yeah, sure. And, uh, and and Mr. Biden came by and said, "Oh, you're the band. Nice to meet you guys. How are you?" And nice, firm handshake. Really nice guy. Smelt great. Mm. Uh, and it was kind of cool. We all even said, even though there's some. You know, if you're if you're not a Democrat or whatever, like there are some of those in our band, and and they were like, that's still really cool to like meet somebody like that that is yeah. that is doing things like that. So that was pretty cool. That's awesome. Okay, my turn. Um, the most famous person I have met playing music was probably Butch Vig. Ooh, I love mm, Butch Vig because my band opened up for Garbage. Cool. So um, I didn't meet Shirley Manson. Shirley Manson was around, but I met Butch Vig. Shook his hand, had a brief conversation with him. He was as nice as he could have possibly been. So if you ever get to actually meet in person, you can shake the hand that shook the hand <laughs> that made Nevermind. All right. Cool. For Siamese Dream. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Um, as far as like in general famous people, um, I ran into Paul Stanley walking into a mall as I was walking out of a mall. And you were kind of talking about the whole like Elvis Costello thing. Um, It was a moment where I looked at him and he looked at me (laughs) and we exchanged the, I know who you are, but I understand that you are a busy human being. I'm going to leave you be. And he would like, look back was like, thank you. Have a nice day. And we just kept like, nice. So that's good. um, That's good. Those are like the, the two big ones I've done some other, I've, I've met some other people. Um, but yeah, like you said, maybe not, you know, super, um, I guess, well-known, like I met, we, we opened for Bayside and like meeting the guys in Bayside was like a really big deal for me. Right. But like, you know, most people may not really care otherwise. Please tell me you've seen Andre 3000 or big boy somewhere around town. Oh, hundred percent. Just walking around. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I used to guys. run into Andre was around all the time. Um, he came into, I worked at an Apple store. He came into the Apple store multiple times. Um, and actually I met a lot of famous people working at Apple. Um, Stevie wonder came in one time. I missed that. I wasn't there for that. Um, but, uh, Travis Tritt would come in all the time. Jesse James Dupree, Jeff Foxworthy. Um, 
My favorite Apple store story though, was that I helped T-Boz from TLC uh, get her iPod fixed. And she said that my hair was fly. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) That's great. That's great. I've got that going for me. Uh, Okay. Wait, I also, I, so not a musician, but I met um, John Larroquette. Cool. Right. Um, And he made fun of a friend of mine's hair. (laughs) Um, it was, it was, uh, late eighties. We were on a, um, it was high school theater tour in LA and he was sitting outside a theater in, um, denim top to bottom looked like he looked bad. He looked looked like he'd been up for a few days. Um, and a a dude there with us, um, had like eighties notches, you know, shaved in his sideburns and John Larkett looked at him and said, Hey, it's like aerodynamic. (laughs) <laughs> and walked on, and then we were the whole all all of us turned to each other and said, "That was John Larroquette. That was the guy from Night Court." I'm like, "It's like, Night Court." Like a whole moment about that. That's it was funny. several I'm years later. Like, he he'd had his um, he did a show of his own, the John Larroquette show, mm-hmm. that was genius. Yeah, I was so good, and uh, and I can't find it anywhere, but I'd love to. I was a big fan of him in in Night Court. I, I picture his personality being the exact same of of any role. Of he course, plays. of course, he's that's yeah. how good he is. He he is that jerk from Night Court. He's got to be. How could he not? <laughs> so, be? How could he? Not be? All right, I got one for you from the list. You ready? All right. Uh, drunkest uh, crowd crowd member at one of your shows. Oh, let's see. Um, there's so many. <laughs> so many. It's so hard. Drunkest. It's not so all hard. of them. Um, you want me to tell one, tell one while you're thinking, yeah, yeah, do, yeah. Yeah, yeah, do that. We, there's a, there's a festival in Iowa. It's very famous, world famous called Ragbri, And you ride a bike across the entire state of Iowa over seven days. Wow. It's like 60 miles a day. And then a giant party at night and like bands get to play the overnight stops. And it's one of like the coolest things you've ever done. Sweet. Uh, and we played one, uh, we've played it the last four or five years, not this summer, obviously. And, uh, at one point we were playing a song. There's, there's 15, 20,000 people there. I mean, this is how many people do this bike ride and they're all hammered. I kind of had my head down playing. All of a sudden I hear squealing beyond squealing of, of a, of a system, you know, like microphones, hot microphones, hitting speakers. And I mean, the loudest I've ever heard. Now what is going on? I look up, there are two girls standing on the subs with their arms on the line array uh, and they've swung it all the way back around to face the stage. Oh God! And 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 no one did it. There was no security. No one did anything. They thought they just went. Oh, and then they turned it back, and then they kept dancing, and they were swinging it back and forth. And we're in the middle of the song, going, "Is anyone gonna? These God. girls could die. Yeah. This could this could fall on them." And yeah. finally, somebody came over, was like, "You probably shouldn't do that. You should get down." And they got down and stumbled into the night. I could not believe how drunk you had to be to be able to do something like that. I mean, so uh, my the scale of mine is much smaller, but it is gear threatening and potentially oh. life threatening as well. Um, it's a place we we have played a lot, uh, bar in town here, and and um, it's a small place that has diehard regulars. Like we walk in there and it's the same faces every single time, and they're in there every time I've ever gone in there. Any other? I mean, like. It is a, 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 a large handful of diehard drunks hang out at this place. <laughs> and um, um, it's, it can be cool. It can't, it can't, be, it can't <laughs> be rough. Um, so we've learned a couple of them. Like they, when they come up and start dancing funny, 
and toward us, it's like you have to kind of get out in front of the rig and sort of be a fence, a human, you know, barrier uh, between anything breakable. One of the things they love to do, you know, because we use the um, TurboSound IP2000 tower speaker set, which when you're drunk, apparently looks a lot like a pole to lean on. <laughs> like the Bose towers. Yeah, the same yeah, thing. exactly. Yeah, same yeah, same yeah. thing. Looks just like something I could just like lean on and flirt oh, with you. <laughs> Uh, right. And, um, so we've all gotten really good at like jumping in and catching that thing as it, as it tries to fall <laughs> over. Um, now that I say that, uh, uh, just as a little gear note, um, some people who have that device and also have Chauvet four bar and gig bar things have mm-hmm. devised a way to put a, a pole on top of it. It's a, it's a, it's a, uh, printed a 3d printed thing that fits on top of that and has a pole that the four bar can sit on Mm -hmm. Oh, cool! that if it's balanced should be relatively stable. But now that I've in, now that I've said out loud, the failure mode (laughs) of that thing is drunk people leaning on it. I'm starting to wonder if that makes any sense at all. Cause that would be a lot to come falling down on a drunk person and more. Yep. Yeah. So I, I don't have a particular story. I want to talk about a certain kind of, audience member, because I feel like this one has happened a lot. And I think it's just like a good illustration of the kind of people (laughs) that frequent some of the shows that we do. It's the, um, it's the drunk couple that are drunk before you start. Mm. (laughs) So they're the ones that are off. They're almost always stage, right? Yep. You're right. And, um, there, there's a lot of swaying involved at first and they're enjoying themselves. <laughs> and then maybe they're like, they get real close to one another. Like maybe the guy gets behind the girl and they're like, they're kind of swaying back and forth. And then like, you kind of <laughs> tune them out and do your thing. And then like a couple other, a couple songs later, they're getting real close to each other, like closer than they should in public. And, uh, that happens. And then you take a break and then they disappear. And then they either come back or they never show up again. <laughs> and if they do come back, um, somebody throws up, they get in a fight or both. But by <laughs> the time you get to the end of the show, they are gone. They have disappeared. Never to be seen they're, again. Their night is in shambles at this point. It's, yeah. And uh, it was, yeah. And, and if they had known better, they were, they would have been in, it was in shambles before they even started. You know, the, that, 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 perfect recounting of an experience I have had. Um, the, the most recent one that I had, that was at the last frat party I played. Um, oh, yeah. Because it was exactly that dynamic. Like, like cute little couple. And um, by the end of the night, she was a wreck. And he, I don't know where he was, but she needed him to lean on and he was not handy. Uh, and um, and it's tough to, to do that at a frat party because um, – those kids are a lot closer to my daughter's age than they are to mine. You're like, I have, it's a weird dynamic, right? Like I want to, if something protective comes out of me in that, in those, like I want to, I don't do anything about it except be very strange, but I, I want to be a protector uh, of them at that time. And, uh, but yes, no, exactly. That I, I couldn't have described it better. I wouldn't, you, you described exactly my experience with those. those yeah. I mean, it's interesting. You said the frat party because like most of the times they are not young or cute. Oh no, not at all. They're, That's the ones I was picturing in my they're, head. They're typically right. neither. No. Yeah. Of those yeah no, I'm, I'm, this is clearly <laughs> like a, a early spectrum version of that, that yep. uh, phenomenon. Yes. Are you guys good at picking out not only the musicians in the crowd that are watching your show, but like the specific instrument that they play? <laughs> I feel like it's mostly guitar players in general. 
Yeah. Mostly like, cause everyone plays guitar. I mean, I'm a drummer. I play guitar, yeah. but there's a good way to tell the drummer. The drummer always squeezes in to the stage in between the singer and who's ever stage. Right. Yeah. And they go kind of in the middle of those two so that they have a clear line of sight mm-hmm. at the drummer. Yes. And they just look at the drummer the whole time. That's kind of how that goes. Yeah. I can always spot that drum. Yeah. Maybe air Usually drumming arms crossed arms crossed or air drumming. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Or they'll kind yeah, of turn to their friends and go, he didn't do that, Phil. Yeah, like, that was not, he'll yeah, kind of mimic, was, mimic with his arms a little bit. Or oh, they're going to do that. the motion that it's supposed to be just <laughs> so that people know that they know right. what it's supposed yes, to be. Correct. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's important. If, you yeah. know, I have a band too. I could probably yeah. be up there if I, yeah. want, if I yeah. wanted yeah. to. Yeah, maybe they'll let me up at the break. But the, <laughs> yeah, and the problem is, is that like the people who are actually good enough to do those kinds of things are not the ones who need to to do that right we've said it we've said it a million times that if if anyone comes up to you and says i can i play with you guys they're not a professional and they're not good enough because most professional good musicians would never they don't want to do that you have to ask them up they're they're like dude i'm just here to watch you like do what you do i don't want to play i played last night so it's story my my co-front man Justin is um he is an amazing extrovert like wor- works the room like nobody I've ever seen and I try and keep up but he's really the lead in terms of that um and part of it includes like taking the mic and putting it in somebody's face and having them sing a line of the song and you know it's like crowd engagement is is, is his whole his whole thing at one show some guy older guy was there and he had a case with a dozen harmonicas in it. And he <laughs> yeah, was, okay. he was a uh, harmonica manner, harp, harp manner, something, something. He called himself harp, yeah, harp, harp, Some, harp mare. And so Justin was like, all right, come on. And like put a mic to his face, you know, handed him the mic. Tactical blunder. Don't ever do that. But he did. And this guy played a one note harmonica, and it kept kept going and then justin you know we were all like all right art man art man like what give it up for okay thanks art man and it kept it went for so at the end of the night you know we gave justin a bunch of crap for turning the show over to art man uh yeah, yeah. There's no, yeah. Awesome. I did not anticipate it because he came equipped. It seemed like everything yeah. was going to line That's up for the, being the great. one guy you let join. It's like he's got a case of harps. Yeah. Like he's but, probably good. But was the one note like at least in key? <laughs> did he pick the right one? He was playing on the right on the right harp. I'll give him that. Okay. It was it was in the key of the, he. I guess asked what key we were in. Um, well, that's easy because I could do that. I can go, what key? And you go, well, we're an A. And I go, well, there's the one with the A on it. Well, it's so complicated. There's such a thing as a cross harp. Sometimes you want to be playing uh, on the one that's the fifth of the key you're in, depending yeah, on what 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 kind of modality the song is. Well, yeah, is. but it, yeah, is it A or is it A minor? Because if it's A that minor, too. then you also pick up that, the C. Also that. Uh, yeah, yeah there's something to it. But but so he had at least enough to pick up the right harp, but then um, <laughs> it was huh, huh, huh. It was, that was that was his performance level. It was it was that. It was uh painful. All right. <laughs> next question. What's the most money you've walked away with from a single show? You personally. Single show, most monies. Yeah. Uh I well, okay, so just monies, right? Because yes, there are monies, there yeah. is such a thing as like 
you get the monies, but you also get the really great experience. Like mm-hmm. on top of that, like that is valuable. There is value to that. Um, I, I want to say that I made three K last summer, just myself, all of us made that a dollar amount at our stadium show that we did in Cedar Rapids. Nice. We, we banked the shit. We banked on ourselves as hard as we could. And we were the ones that would have owed three grand a piece had it not right, gone right, well. Right. Uh, but tickets, it was a beautiful night. Tickets sold well. We had sponsorships. Everyone got paid what they needed to. And we sold more tickets than we thought. And that was one of the best. That was one of the best. Like that's like un- unreal. That's I mean, good. that doesn't happen all the time. Let's be yeah. honest about that. That's a pretty good one. That's a real good one. It was you guys are both going to blow me away on this on this question. Yeah, yeah. I want to say that my number's around three grand, but it would be, you know, because Amber's in the band. Ah, uh, gotcha. As a family, right? But that's so, yeah. that's important, though. I mean, because yeah, that it's, is it's still it's good. Crazy. It's still my money. It's just our money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think my biggest time ever. I think I hit a thousand one night. Would have been with tips. Something like it's that. Not bad. Yeah. No, that's. Are you kidding me? Yeah. That that's like that's a that's a dollar amount that that most people like never. Would. Yeah, and it was it was well, it was a it was a a wedding. One of our very few we've done um, that paid us really well, and we you know it's one of those first times uh, you know when you price yourself and you don't know you don't have like a lot of track record to lean on. <laughs> it's a hail mary. We threw a big number, yeah. and they were like, hey, I don't right. know. So, all right, good. I think yeah, and and I'll say this for any of you who are out there trying to figure out well, what should I charge like. Sometimes it's just worth throwing out a number and sure. just seeing what happens. Totally. Um, I have had more times where I have thrown out a crazy number and gotten a yes than, you know, yep. people ghosting. Absolutely. Me. So. And sometimes it's a matter of how bad you want the gig. If you don't really want the gig, because oh. it's not going to be that fun. Yeah. Sometimes the higher paying gigs are the not fun gigs sometimes. Yeah. So you go, well, like if we're going to do it, we might as well make some cash. Yeah. They, yeah we've definitely done, we priced ourselves out of gigs before. Yeah. If they got to pay you to get there, then they got to pay you. Yeah. There was one where it was like, it was like a Wednesday in like Kiowa, which is like a three and a four hour drive from here. And they wanted like a bunch of add-ons and I was like, it's going to be like 10 grand. And, and they're they like, we'll let it, we'll get back with you. And they, <laughs> and I was perfectly fine with that. Cause I didn't want to go. Right. Yeah. But if they would have said yes, you would have said, all right, that's cool. Right. Fine. Yeah, absolutely. Do it. That's what that's going to cost. What's the, uh, what's the worst show you've ever played? Not, not performance wise, but single-handedly the, like, why are we here? The money makes no sense. The, the us being here makes no sense. Why is this happening? I mean, I, I got, I got mine right off. Okay, go for it. Yeah. We, and we There's talked a, about it. It was, it was a, it was uh, yeah, a, I didn't think about it. It was a, um, about it. show from heck. Yeah. We talked about it some time back. We were hired to play a, uh, an Elks club in Charlotte. <laughs> and, uh, we knew that a lot of Elks clubs do bands and do, you know, whatever our kind of stuff. We probably lean toward the, the classic rock forum. Um, dance band. They want a dance band and we're a dance band. We got down there and what they meant was swing and shag dance. Oh, Um, and we were not, we were not what they were looking for. Um, (laughs) at all. We were unpopular. We filled the floor briefly with let's get it on. Um, Part you think really hard about what those couple songs oh, God, are. We worked, we worked, we, so we did, yep. we pulled out Rock Around the Block, we pulled out Run Around Sue, we like just really tried and uh, yeah, nothing, nothing really took. They did, uh, you know, they had like a part, part of their thing is they do a raffle at the band break 
And so uh, they did that, and the place cleared out entirely. And uh, <laughs> we said thank you and left. And it turned out the lady who booked us, um, she booked us because she wanted to shake things up. So mm-hmm. thank you. I have the exact I have the exact same story. It's uh, they we were hired to play an adult prom. Huh. Which is great. Like we're we're good at that. We can yeah, do that. Mm-hmm. Every every show we play is an adult prom. Let's do it. Then about a month from the gig, they announced they put up all their. Fi- it was at a casino. They put up all their stuff. Like buy tickets to the '80s prom, and we're like, '80s prom? What do you mean? Oh no, it's just a theme. It's just a theme. Everybody knows. I, well, we're not an eight. We have like five songs from the '80s. Well, dude, everyone knows it's just a theme. It's just a- no. It was not just the theme, yeah. and we kept telling the dude this. There was two thousand people there that we we front loaded all of our eighty songs. <laughs> so we played all the eighty songs, and then we proceeded to hit Taylor Swift after Taylor Swift after Katy Perry after Justin Timberlake. They were yelling at us like, "Come on! Like, what is going on?" And yeah, by by halfway through, there was three hundred people there. Yeah. I mean, it was just room clear. We were like, "We told you, dude." He goes, "I know." Hey, I'm next sorry. time you know who to call, right? I do. Yeah. I've been trying to get you up here somehow. Hey, man. If yeah, if we can we can open the world back up. We are one hundred percent on a plane, yeah, or in a van or something. It has to happen. So, um, I had a couple of ones that popped up, but based on the stories that you guys told, I definitely have one like that. So <laughs> we, um, this was with Convoy, which is like the classic country Southern rock group. Um, we were supposed to play in Athens, uh, Georgia, which is where university of Georgia is, uh, on game day. And, um, yeah. So a couple of things happened. Um, we showed up and there was no PA, <laughs> even though they said that the PA would be provided. So we had to like figure out how to, um, get a PA to, to play there. Um, the, uh, UJ lost. So people were, you know, if they were, if they had won, they'd be drunk and happy, but in this case they were drunk and sad. Um, and then apparently this place was like a two-step country bar. (laughs) So they didn't want beer drinkers and hellraisers. They wanted like, I'm so lonesome. I could cry. Like they, so (laughs) this, you know, we had always like our, our lead singer really loved Conway Twitty. And so we learned a bunch of Conway Twitty songs because he liked them, but like nobody ever asked for Conway Twitty, like ever. And that was like the night where he played all the Conway Twitty songs. <laughs> family Guy, wasn't that a Family Guy thing where they kept doing Conway? And ladies yeah. and gentlemen, Mr. Conway Twitty. Conway Twitty. <laughs> so dude, genre genre mismatch is essentially yes, the, yeah, the worst that, that, that usually happen. will yeah. will be the worst gigs there if 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 people are expecting something different than what you offer for sure. <laughs> the only upside to that gig was I got a chance to um play with a guy who played drums for uh for black label society he was filling in that night wow, that's kind of cool cool his he, he's he's his name's he's his name's also mike he's a great dude um he's always down for like a libertarian political pile on on facebook but other <laughs> than that uh great drummer just like a cool hang but like we we because we were all kind of in the foxhole like we like we bonded <laughs> as a band that night so totally yeah me and mike me and mike got close for sure <laughs> that, that brings you together when all you got oh, yeah. is yourselves on stage and everyone hates you like that yeah. is a powerful moment yeah, yeah no when you're the only ones in the room who like you <laughs> you, you like each other a lot so yeah. so we had another one that was kind of like that where um we were down we were playing down in south georgia and it was like it was a lakefront event and um we got there and there was like a hole in the stage and they were <laughs> like they weren't going to do anything about it there's just a hole in the stage and you know so i was like all right well i guess we'll put like one of the 
Rubik's cubes on top of it. So nobody falls into it. <laughs> and, uh, so we get all set up and then it starts pouring, like pouring, pouring. And, uh, there's water on the stage. There's water everywhere. Our, our gear is wet. And I call the guy and they were like, you no, you have to play. And I was like, well, you're, we got to have this stuff. So it's like, no, it's not going to happen. And so after the fly, I'm sorry, after the rain left, the mayflies came in. And so we were like, all of our gear was covered in mayflies. And, um, I think we played, we, we went back and forth with like the venue manager and then the booking agent, whatever. They gave us like this, like cinder block room that we were supposed to stay in. I was like, we're not staying there. Um, like nothing went right. And like, we played fine and it went okay, but like, ugh, it was a bad time. Yeah. I remember you There's coming good, back from that and back. telling that story the week, the week that happened. Yeah. Yeah. There's it's a good great. comment in the, uh, from Jimmy Kimball talking about fights in the crowd can really ruin a good show too. Yeah. It doesn't happen that often for us, but the, the times that it does, it's always like a, the, the one I can remember was we were playing a club and a fight broke out right in front of us and we stopped, we all stopped on cue in the middle of the song stood there in silence while the bouncers walked up, pulled them, threw them out, and then one, two, three, four, right back to where we started. There we go. Excellent. It's the only way to handle it. Yeah. We were, um, I was playing at a, uh, at a, at like this big Christian event and we were playing a song and then the fire alarm went off. And so they had to evacuate the entire building. And then we, so we had to stop. We had to go outside. Like the entire thing cleared out for like 30, 45 minutes. And we, and then we started it. Like we started the song, like at the point that we stopped it and like <laughs> everybody freaked out. It was funny. Wasn't there a video going around where a band was playing along to the fire alarm? Metronome, oh, I've seen that. Fire yeah. Alarm? yeah, it was good. Oh, like in no, the last year it was amazing. Yeah, it, was good. it was just going. That's great. Rrr, rrr, and they was, he's like. <laughs> and like a horn player, sax player or something. Found out what the key yeah. of the, uh, of the fire yeah, alarm was. Right along with started soloing on it. That's great. Fantastic. Fantastic. Okay. A uh, couple more and then we can just wrap this up. Yeah. Biggest crowd. I played. Biggest crowd I'm, you ever played for. I played at the uh, March for Science uh, in Greensboro here. And the crowd was, uh, final crowd was estimated at uh, about three and a half thousand. Nice. Yeah. Hell yeah. Mine was, mine was, every year it's, it's Ragbri. It was that show I was telling you about. I mean, that, that one particular year with the speaker turning, uh, that they, they fully estimated that, like, no joke, that they thought it was 20,000 people in this, in this small town courtyard. So in the entire area there, they thought it was 20,000 and it felt, it felt that way. I mean, it was, it was intimidating to walk up in front of that. And they're all like, come on, you dumb, stupid band, play some songs. We're hammered. I'm like, okay. Right. <laughs> but that, yeah. That's rag. Right. Every year is always 10,000 plus that's cool. for the that's night awesome. show. It's incredible. Um, the funny enough, like all of like my big numbers are from like my original group. Um, we opened for panic of the disco at oh, Centennial shit. Olympic park. Uh, during the NCAA Final Four one year, mm. <laughs> and so it was. Yeah, it was it was about ten thousand people. It's awesome. It was bananas. It was the coolest thing I've ever done in my entire life. Period. Yeah, and there's there's, there's no top in it. That was like the night that I was like, "We're going to be like, we are going to be famous. Like this is the this is step you, you one." Quit your job. Yeah. So here we go. This is it. No, the, the problem was I went to I worked I went back to work at the Apple store the very next day and you're like, <laughs> Nope. I yeah, it will humble you. Just 
there, that there's actually we talk about that a lot the the humbling of of coming off of a big show but then going back to your yeah. day job or yeah. or the following weekend playing a show for 50 people at a wedding that don't give one shit right. that yeah. you're there right. like th- those moments are very important yeah, very important sure. all right last one most expensive instrument you've ever played you got any ideas yeah. You haven't played like some crazy drum set. You haven't played like Neil, Neil Peart's drum set. Or... <laughs> no, I I'm notoriously not an expensive drum guy. I never, I know I never have that many expensive drums. I've never played that, but last week we were doing some studio stuff uh, for a, another EP and we were in Chandler limited studios. Chandler is the one that makes all those uh, Abbey road mics and uh, in, incredible what they're what yeah. they're doing that's still top secret that's coming out soon you'll you'll be a fan of it but there was a i gotta look at my phone here there's a, a 58 uh telecaster um that he thought was worth about 10k wow. and i was so i played like wish you were here on it you know what i mean like, <laughs> awesome because that's all i know how to play or crash by dave matthews band mm-hmm. like, this is pretty cool it feels like a normal guitar yeah i can't feel those dollars at all <laughs> no not yeah, at all yeah yeah, yeah. i was company does an annual um, user group meeting. Uh, and last year it was in Vancouver. And um, my boss had heard that I played music and asked if I was willing to be the entertainment at a, at a cocktail party at the end of one of those nights. And yeah. she, uh, God bless her. She hired me sight unseen. She never heard me play anything. Um, <laughs> and, and so, you know, so they, at the end of the session with all of our customers in this big conference room, you know, entertainment for tonight is our very own, you know, and you can kind of hear the room like, oh, one of their guys is going to play. What's his name like, again? How is, like, <laughs> how is that? Yeah, yeah. Well, and I was new to the company. Nobody knew me really. Um, and like one of their employees is going to play a song. Like, how's that? Gonna... And then I played. It was great. Um, but they rented me a PA and a stage and like really set me up well. And a guitar. And it was um, it was a Martin and it was gorgeous. And when I Googled the – uh, mo- the model it worked out to be about a thirty five hundred dollar guitar that they had rented me for this one show and uh, rental, no big deal. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> what about you, Adam? I mean, Amber. Uh, yes, he's making fun of the fact, but Amber's name is on the Zoom call. Yeah, yeah. Um, you, you can't see it on the live stream though because we're professionals. No. Yeah, we're professionals. Uh, oh, okay. Then I'm sorry. <laughs> so, um. Living in Nashville and and visiting quite regularly, there are a number of really amazing guitar stores that you can go into. Um, the big one right now is Carter uh, Vintage Guitars, which is right off of um, is is north of Broadway, um, and they've got uh, sorry south of Broadway. Uh, they've got a, a really cool array, and most of the ex- crazy crazy stuff is you know behind glass. But um, back in the day before. Um, before Broadway was completely like destroyed by Toby Keith and Kid Rock. Um, <laughs> there was a place on fourth Avenue called Grun guitars, which was like the place they actually, they had like an American express commercial about them that the, you know, cool. Or one of those things where they did like a kind of a businessy yeah. thing. Um, it may have been for visa and it's like, they don't take America's, but I don't remember. It was a long time ago. Anyway. Um, we were doing, I went to, I went to college up there and in high school, we went and did a tour, um, of the schools in that area. I went, I checked out MTSU where I ended up going in Belmont, which was downtown. Um, and they had a 50 
to Les Paul Goldtop, one of the originals. Wow. And it was on like a bottom rack. I was like, that's a 52. They're like, yeah. Can you just you touch it? it? Okay. No, they're like, they like picked it up and handed it to me. I mean, 17 year old kid <laughs> holding like, to me, like history. Yeah. And What's I sat there and then let me just like crank some stuff out on it and um, played okay, I guess. <laughs> Those 50s necks are real thick and I, I have tiny little hands, especially as a, as a young buck. But yeah, I think, I think that might be, um, it, there was that one. And then a friend of mine, um, accident, well, it, w- it was an accident on Martin's part, but he had requested and ordered a guitar um, and they accidentally sent him a prototype. Mm. So a one of one. And I played that one a couple of times and that one doesn't have a price tag because it technically shouldn't exist. Yikes. Um, Martin has tried to buy it back from him for like, like <laughs> ungodly amounts of money and they, he still has it. So Damn. But you know, so we so talk about that. having having a palette, right? Like, just like you, Mike, like I couldn't feel any difference between that that guitar and my five hundred dollars Seagull that I gig, gig. You know, it's like, I don't know. I, it's it's um it's an interesting thing how those prices don't necessarily map to usefulness right. or it's uh, more rarity well, sometimes, yeah, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, and and I've definitely played like nice guitars that didn't play well. Yeah. But I've definitely played like vintage guitars that just have like something whatever that right. is yeah. right yeah and you can just feel it yeah yeah and i you know i i know that guitar players are superstitious and you know mystical in a certain way but there have definitely i have picked up guitars that have like pulled things out of me mm. that i That's didn't cool. i you know so i don't i don't discount that no i'm um, I'm on board um i yeah i'm with you about that so you know there's there's two sides to every coin um I, it, a couple of months well, this was before the the lockdown. I went over to uh, Righteous Guitars and played that tuxedo, like Gibson Custom Shop Thunderbird or Firebird. Um, it's four thousand dollars. Wouldn't hold tune. Right. Yeah. Sorry, I'm not going to buy it. Not buying that. <laughs> it's pretty. I don't care how cool it looks. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So. Well, I feel like that covers all of, I mean, nothing. I, I am yeah. satisfactorily distracted. I'll say that. Oh, <laughs> me too. I haven't looked at my phone or no. any sort of election results. No, I mean, somebody might hour. be president now. We don't even know. There you go. <laughs> we don't even know. So uh, guys, thanks for tuning in. I uh, wanted to uh, thank Greg and Jimmy and DC for tuning into the live stream. Uh, ben, the, the famous Ben. Famous Ben. Um, s- sent me a comment. He is, um, he's working, but uh, wanted to make sure that everybody said, hey. Um, <laughs> He had a, he's he's got a really cool situation um, that we'll update in some some later. And he time, had a but, topic for us that maybe next week we'll get into. Yeah, so this was kind of related to that. Maybe we can we'll kind of tie it all up next love it. next week. Love it. So, Mike, you're the best. Man. Always a pleasure. I, I buddy. love hanging out with you guys. So great. I'm just waiting for the real world where we can actually hang out in person because right. it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. We're, we will do this. We will gonna find happen. a time. You know, my hope is that Summer Nam happens next year, and then we all have an excuse to go to Nashville. Totally. That, that's where Summer Nam is. Yep. There you go. Then I think it needs to happen. All right. You know, if it happens, we 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 shall we make it. We should do happen. that. Yep. Hundred percent, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, if you want to support us, you can do it all different kinds of ways. Dan's going to explain it right now. I am. Thank you so much. We love each and every one of you. Not you. You know who you are. <laughs> uh, but for this week, I'll go ahead and call it from Atlanta, Georgia. I'm Adam Johnson. From Greensboro, North Carolina. I'm Dan Ray. Cedar Rapids, Iowa. I am Mike Schulte. You've been listening to the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, episode 127. Have a big, blah, 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 blah. have a great week. <laughs> yeah.
Yeah. Thank you so much for tuning into our podcast. If you want to help us, be sure to share us with your friends, follow us on social media, and if you haven't already, please leave a review for us on the podcast platform of your choice. Facebook.com slash CoverBandConfidential, Instagram at CoverBandConfidential, and Twitter at CoverBandConfid. If you have any questions, please email us at CoverBandConfidential at gmail.com, and consider supporting us on Patreon, Patreon.com slash CoverBandConfidential. And for more info, check out www.CoverBandConfidential.com.